Hey, this is Lauren from Diverse Learning Hub, a website designed specifically for kids with autism and special needs. And this is the Autism and Special Needs podcast, where we get into all things autism and special needs, and we talk about more ways and better ways that we can support our learners. In today's episode, we are going to be getting into universal design for learning and how to make our classrooms more accessible to all learners to support all different types of learning styles. So stay tuned for universal design for learning goodness. So how do we make our classrooms more universally accessible for all of our learners, for our learners with autism, for our learners with special needs, for our learners with ADHD, for our neurotypical learners? How can we make our classrooms accessible for all? Today, we're going to be talking about four different ways to make your classroom more universally designed for learning. One, provide options for learning. Two, provide support. Three, provide options for action. And four, provide options for communication. So let's get into one. Provide options for learning. What does this mean? So let's say you're teaching a topic and you you just taught a concept, right? And you want your students to express their comprehension in a certain manner. So you might have some students do an essay. Some students make a video. Some students make an illustration. Provide options for your students to display and demonstrate what they have learned. And this will make your students so much more invested and it will make it so much more accessible to all different types of learners than if you just say, everyone's got to write an essay. That's it. Everyone's got to write an essay. Then your students who are not the best writers might feel overwhelmed and they might not even want to go deep into the concept of whatever they're learning about because they're just so freaked out about the fact that they have to write an essay and they're not the best writers, right? If you said everyone in the classroom has to make a video, some kids might be a little self-conscious because they might not be the best editors in the classroom and you might have kids that are amazing at editing. And then the kids that don't like making videos will just kind of avoid the assignment, freak out, and not want to dive into whatever you're actually learning about because they're scared of the output. They're scared of how they're supposed to demonstrate their learning. But if you as a teacher or a parent provide multiple options for your child to present what they've learned, guys, this is huge. And this can make your kids so much more invested in learning because some kids, they love making videos. So they'll go deep into whatever the topic is so they can make a video. Some kids love making illustrations and labeling them and getting involved in their drawings. And guys, that can really help um, support learners if they are doing an assignment that they're so interested in. They're going to be so much more involved in the learning. So when I was a teacher my first year, I didn't do this very often. And I just said, all right, everyone, we learned the topic and now you've got your write your one page paper on it. And this caused a lot of tension or I would say 
this caused a lot of work refusal in my classroom. A lot of kids were like, no, I, I don't want to write that one page paper. No. And they didn't even choose to learn about whatever the topic was because they just refused. They just were like, no, the, all their minds were on was that final written paper that they did not want to do. So then next year, I learned to open it up and provide options for how they're presenting their learning. And kids got so creative. That I had kids demonstrating their understanding in so many different ways. Some kids made clay structures. Some kids did PowerPoint presentations. Some made videos. There were so many different ways that the kids presented their knowledge. And this helped them become so much more engaged with the actual learning goal because they were just so excited about the ability to present their understanding in a way that was meaningful for them. And we live in a world where technology is very accessible in most classrooms. Um, if your classroom is lucky enough to have iPads or Chromebooks, then take advantage of them and have your kids do creative assignments on them. They can make podcasts, they can make blogs, they can do videos with just a simple iPad, right? They can um, make Canva designs um, and some illustrated designs to explain their understanding. And if you don't have access to iPads, they can make dioramas. They can make different structures out of clay or Play-Doh to, to demonstrate their understanding in a way that's different than just writing a paper. Now, I get it. Writing is, it is an important skill as well. So if you're teaching writing, then by all means have them write a paper but if it's something that you're trying to assess comprehension of that's separate from writing get creative with it and have your kids get creative with their output with with how they want to demonstrate their understanding i promise it's going to make them so much more engaged throughout your lessons tip number two is to provide support so if you are doing independent learning um, independent work in your class for a period of time, understand that not all students are capable of doing this, uh, especially if you have ADHD students, students with autism, students with other disabilities in your classroom. Independent work might be very intimidating to these students. They might need a peer buddy or uh, a teacher aide or yourself to guide them through what they're supposed to do. So maybe instead of just saying independent work for everyone, Maybe say, yeah, if you want to work independently, you can, but if not, here are some suggested pairings and you can pair um, a student who you think might be a great peer buddy to a student maybe with special needs that might need a little bit of extra support. Um, sometimes it's helpful to have them go with a peer buddy who can really guide them along more so than a teacher aide or a teacher just so they can get that peer-to-peer -peer interaction and have a little bit more independence um, than just working with an adult one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so I'd recommend that, but, but for general independent work time, just keep in mind that this is not accessible for all learners and all learners can't work independently. So when you're thinking about structuring your classroom with independent work time, think about peer buddies and different options for certain students that might not necessarily, um, work very well with just independent free reign work. Um, they might need some support and just the idea of independent work might be intimidating and stressful. So think about peer buddies and, and other ways to support. It is sort of similar to tip number one in that it is provide options for action. Now this means that students approach learning tasks differently. So 
In certain classrooms that display universal design for learning, students are able to choose the mode that works best to support their physical ability, their learning profile, and their language skills. So what does this mean? Now, if you're having uh, kids all write up a paper, for example, and you're having all your classroom handwrite it, this can be a barrier for a handful of students, right? Certain kids might be able to handwrite, but they might be a lot slower or it might hurt their hands um, and they might not have that physical capacity um, as strong as their peers. So it might be better for some students to type or do some feature like speech to text um, or maybe draw out their understanding um, or do it in a way um, where they can express their comprehension of whatever the lesson was in a way that suits their own physical capabilities. So keep in mind that whenever you have your whole class doing one task, whether that be a worksheet or whether that be writing down something on a scratch sheet of paper, certain students are gonna have major barriers with this and think about how you can make that learning more accessible to all students in your classroom through varied ways of um, expression. Like I just said, typing, speech to text, um, drawings, different ways to support their comprehension without all doing the same thing. It is very important and that is to provide options for communication. Now after you've taught your lesson and you want to have your students come up and explain what they learn, explain their project, allow them to do this in a variety of ways. I've been into classrooms and I've been guilty of this as, my as being a teacher myself. Um, where I just call up my students and just have them present what they've learned all in the same kind of way where they stand in front of the class and they read off their assignment. But this might not work for all students. Some students might be incredibly anxious to do this and they not, might not be there yet in terms of um, being able to stand up in front of the class. Some students might have a speech um, impairment and they might not be able to stand in front of the class and give a speech or for whatever reason. So it's important to give a variety of options for students to express what they've learned. Some students might be able to express what they've learned through sharing a video that they've made and project that to the class. Some students might be able to come up and read their essay to the class. Um, some students might um, choose to display their art and maybe you can have the kids walk around look at it ask the person questions um, without having them stand up in front of the classroom to do so there are many different ways to have your students um, explain their understanding and this might not look the same for every single student so again it's important to offer options and choices for kids to explain what they've learned whether that be through a video, through sharing their artwork, through reading their essay to the class, or some other form of sharing what they've learned, maybe a podcast or something along those lines. So just get creative with your expectations for how your students are going to express what they've learned. Guys, if you follow these tips, if you provide options for learning, if you provide your learners with support, if you provide options for action and options for communication, your classroom is going to be 
incredibly universal and accessible for many different types of learning styles. So I highly recommend following all of these. And if you're a special education teacher and you are looking for a variety of ways to teach your kids social skills, life skills, functional math skills, then check out Diverse Learning Hub because it's a good reference for universal design for learning where we've got videos and we've got interactive activities and printouts and things that will be um, useful, I think, to a variety of different types of special education and um, students with autism. So go ahead, check that out. Make sure that you are implementing these strategies into your classrooms. And I can't wait to see and hear about how you have incorporated some of these universal design for learning strategies into your classrooms. Take care, guys. Have an awesome day. And I'll be back next week with some more tips for you and your special education students and children.